There it is. The music that makes you smile. Hey, everybody, it's Laz, and I'm back this week with another episode of The Laz Word. Had a little fall last week, little minor injury as you get older. Things uh, get hurt easier, apparently, and uh, (laughs) I'm dealing with a little bit of a sprained ankle as I took a tumble, and uh, it was not pretty. And as my son pointed out to us, or to me, I should say, uh, he said, Dad, uh, yeah, we're not really built for a pretty fall. We're not built for graceful. And uh, (laughs) the truth is, that could not be more the case. So uh, nonetheless, we're back this week, and I wanted to uh, get right into my first sponsor here, Night to Remember. As you know how to get a hold of them, go right into the search box on Facebook and uh, type in the at symbol, the number one great DJ, that's at one great DJ, and you'll get to a Night to Remember's page. Be sure to let them know that you heard about them on The Last Word. They'll be able to DJ your next event, whether it's a wedding or an anniversary party, a bull roast uh, birthday party, whatever the case might be. And if you are having a wedding, they can even offer services as an officiant for you as well. So that's a night to remember at one great DJ on Facebook. Hey, also, don't forget about the Throwback Junkies. Uh, that's my band. We have had some changes here recently. Uh, you can find our new page by going to the at symbol T like Tom, B like boy, J like John, or T like throw. Be like back and J like junkies nation. That's at TBJ nation. You can find us right on Facebook. That's our new page. The old page will be shut down and we've got some events coming up. Uh, In fact, on May the 8th, we're going to be back at the summit tavern in Middletown, Delaware. And I believe that show starts at eight. We've had some great shows and uh, we're adding some new music. Our bass player has decided to retire and head South with his wife. So we've picked up another bass player And uh, we're working very diligently to get the show on the road once again coming May 8th at Summit Tavern in Middletown, Delaware. Or Middleton, I guess they call it. So uh, let's get right into the show. Okay, let's go. So as of the recording of this podcast, the J&J vaccine has been paused. But why? (laughs) Well, as usual, if you listen to the lying lamestream media, they'll tell you that it was due to blood clots. The facts are that's a partial truth, and it sounds way worse than it really is. Now, again, uh, the case in point is out of the 6.8 million doses, how many of those cases of blood clots do you think there were? Maybe 10,000? Maybe 1,000? Maybe 100? Nope. It was six, as in one, two, three, four, five, six. That's right. Half a dozen cases of over 6 million cases. The blood clot, while serious, has been described as rare rare and severe, and each case reported were among women who ranged in age from 18 to 48. Uh, The symptoms reportedly started between 6 and 13 days after they received the vaccination, and J&J issued a statement earlier that week uh, saying that the company chose to proactively delay the rollout, quote-unquote, in Europe. The real story here, in my opinion, is the actual why behind the pause but, 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 but why though well it's reported that the cdc and the fda have paused the vaccine's usage primarily because the type of blood clot that these six women experienced was not listed on the potential list of side effects and therefore they want to ensure that healthcare professionals and providers have the time to understand that this side effect and you know how to treat it as well uh, as well as others, in fact. And at the end of the day, the lying lamestream media, as per usual, 
seems to just be stirring the pot here and sensationalizing the circumstances surrounding the FDA and the CDC's decision. Oh. Yeah. Well, my take, I've opted not to get vaccinated at this point. To be clear, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I don't buy into that whole conspiracy crap. That said, I'm just not sure that I trust this vaccine or any of them, regardless of manufacture. Not to mention, I have very little faith in our government at this point. (laughs) It's a personal choice. And if you've been vaccinated, great. More power to you. I'm not saying my choice should be everyone's. I'm just saying the decision that I've made for myself is I'm going to wait. In other news, Sleepy Creepy Joe has said that he will withdraw all of the U.S. forces from Afghanistan by 9-11 this year. Now, you may remember last year, President Trump had already negotiated a May 1 deadline. And it appears in true fashion that this idiot that we have in the White House continues to dismantle anything that has Trump's name attached to it. Now, some of you might be asking, what does that matter, Laz? The troops are still coming home. Well, yeah, but again, that's only half the story. The Taliban has already made it perfectly clear that if the May 1 deadline isn't met, they would engage once again in attacks on U.S. and NATO troops. And we have something like 2,500 to 3,500 of our men and women in Afghanistan. In addition, there are about 7,000 NATO troops there. And now, as if they already weren't in danger by the nature of just being there, this moron has just effectively enlarged the target on their backs, painted it a bright yellow, outlined it with neon lights. I mean, this guy is reckless, he's dangerous, and he's completely unfit to be in government, let alone serve as POTUS, in my opinion. Even Mitch McConnell recently said that Joey Boy's actions were, quote, reckless and, quote, a grave mistake. McConnell went on to say, quote, it is a retreat in the face of an enemy that has not been vanquished and abdication of American leadership, end quote. Well, I would agree and add that there is zero leadership coming from this administration, in my opinion, and I'm highly doubtful that that will ever change. Oh, and speaking of dismantling anything associated with President Trump, in 2019, there was an amendment passed, and it wasn't passed by any small margin. It was passed by a supermajority, and it, was, and it had called for a full withdrawal from Syria. Now, the language of the amendment required the administration to, quote, certify that conditions have been met for the enduring defeat of al-Qaeda, the Islamic State, before initiating any significant withdrawal of United States forces from Syria or Afghanistan, end quote. Referencing the amendment from the Senate floor, McConnell asked, quote, can President Biden certify that right now, end quote. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, not a snowball's chance. He couldn't certify anything remotely close to that. What a buffoon this guy is. And if you voted for him, you're an even bigger buffoon. Exactly. Moving on. So I've been calling the media out for what they are for quite some time now, the the lying lamestream media and the Communist News Network, uh, previously referred to as the Clinton News Network. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about the fake news CNN And they've been caught with their pants down. Project Veritas released an undercover video with CNN's technical director, Charlie Chester. In it, he says the following, quote, Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, end quote. Chester went on to describe what exactly his role is as technical director at the network. 
He said it was, quote, one step down from the director, end quote. The exchange between Chester and the woman that he thought was his date is eye-opening, to say the least. And it only verifies what I've been saying all along. The Project Veritas employee, which was Chester's date, says, quote, I guess I have a confession. I worry about Biden and his health, I guess, end quote. To which Chester replies, apparently mishearing her, quote, your news health, end quote. She restates, quote, no, I said Biden. I just want to, like, take care of him and make sure he's okay, end quote. Chester then went on to explain to her that was exactly the kind of concern his network attempted to suppress during the campaign. He said, quote, the whole thing of him running around showing him jogging and obvious was obviously deflection of his age, and they're trying to make it like, oh, I'm healthy, end quote. To which she says or asked, quote, is that what we did? I don't know. Like, what do you mean? End quote. Chester reiterated, quote, we would always show shots of him jogging like I'm healthy and blah, blah, blah. Well, well, well. Yeah, you would think this would be the beginning of the end for CNN. And according to my sources, that's not so far off. Apparently, CNN is bleeding viewers. An article on businessinsider.com just last month stated that CNN's ratings are down since Trump left office. They claim the network has lost almost 50% of its viewers during primetime. Nothing would make me happier than to see the communist news network implode. They, in my opinion, are leading the charge, pushing the liberal agenda and the BS false narrative that we see parroted all throughout the lying lamestream media. Well, finally, the Chauvin trial has come to a close. And by the way, previously, I think I have referred to uh, Chauvin as Chauvin, and I got an email <laughs> that was very detailed from a listener uh, trying to put the um, phonetic spelling in there so that I would pronounce it right. So I appreciate that. Uh, so anyway, Chauvin trial has come to a close. The jury found the former police officer guilty on Tuesday of this week of all three charges brought against him in connection with the death of George Floyd in May of last year. Now, Chauvin, who has been out on bail, had his bail revoked and was taken into custody almost immediately after the verdict had been handed down. Sentencing is set for about eight weeks from Tuesday of this week, and uh, the judge said that an exact date would be forthcoming. Now, when you consider the maximum sentence for each charge that he faces, it's up to like 75 years in prison that he's looking at. Though the judge does have discretion and can impose shorter sentences for each uh, charge. And all in all, it took the jury just about, which by the way, consisted of seven women and five men. It took them just about 10 hours between Monday and Tuesday of this week to come up with, to a decision. The jury was relatively diverse as there was six white jurors, four black, and two who identified as multiracial. Uh, they had been sequestered and their location, of course, was secret while they were deliberating. So prior to the verdict being read, Sleepy Creepy Joe said, quote, I'm praying the verdict is the right verdict. I think it's overwhelming in my view. I wouldn't say that unless the jury was sequestered now, end quote. He spoke of George Floyd's family saying he, quote, can only imagine the pressure and anxiety they are feeling. They are a good family and they're calling for peace and tranquility no matter what the verdict is, end quote. <laughs> 
you know, this case has gripped the nation. And in my opinion, it has caused a great divide for many. And I thought about this for quite some time. And, and now my take is that it really comes down to two crucial facts. The first, and this will be very hard for some to hear, and especially for the libs to grasp and understand. But the first is that there is something to be said about personal responsibility and unfortunately suffering the consequences for your actions, whatever they may be. Now, that might sound harsh, but it's a true and sad reality. And I know that Laz Nation will understand this, but for the libs out there, I'm going to break it down for you to the elementary. Simply put, had Mr. Floyd not committed a crime, i.e. tried to pass off counterfeit money, he wouldn't have had an interaction likely with police that day. Period. Furthermore, after encountering police, had Mr. Floyd complied, not fought, not resisted, etc., he would have likely survived the interaction, as is evident of the thousands of interactions between citizens of all races and police all over this country every single day. Now, to that point, and I want to be clear here, I say this as someone with zero police training, admittedly. However, I think most of those who pin the badge to their chest every day would agree when someone is in custody and, to use an insurance term, they are under the care, custody, and control of a police officer, it then is incumbent upon that officer or officers, depending on the situation, to see to it that that person in custody is treated humanely and safely. Now, of course, there are situations that arise where force is necessary. However, one of the factors that I believe led to the downfall of Mr. Chauvin is that at least from the video, it appears that there came a time when Mr. Floyd was no longer fighting back and was no longer a threat to the officers. And therefore, Chauvin at that point should have helped him up, sat him up, or maybe put him in the back of one of the police vehicles. Additionally, I think we can all say Chauvin could have used a better restraining technique, and the fellow officers who responded should have intervened to ensure the safety of Mr. Floyd, Mr. Floyd excuse me, while he was in custody. I mean, it really boils down to poor decision-making and mistakes made that day from virtually everyone involved, and unfortunately, that includes Mr. Floyd. But the key here, the key here boils down to poor choices and poor decision-making all around. If your own actions have caused reason for an interaction with the police, comply, period. I'm not excusing former officer Chauvin's actions. I'm simply saying, had Mr. Floyd done this one simple thing, he likely would still be here today. And that fact continues to be lost on so many. The fact is, we must be and we are responsible for our own actions, regardless of the actions of others. We must understand that our own decisions can, will, and do determine many of the outcomes in our lives. To that point, once the encounter with police was inevitable, the situation changed, and now both the police officer or officers involved and Mr. Floyd have played or will play a part in this outcome. And I know you're thinking, well, what are you saying here, Laz? Well, simply put, at the end of the day, Mr. Floyd put himself in a precarious situation through his own actions. However, once the officers engage Mr. Floyd, they are or should be responsible for his safety. 
And this is where, in my opinion, former Officer Chauvin and his colleagues failed miserably. It's tragic all around. A man lost his life. Another's life is effectively over. Families on both sides are devastated. And our nation forever changed. At the end of the day, whether you're a civilian or law enforcement, each of us need to be conscious of the decisions we make and understand those very decisions have consequences. Therefore, we all need to do better and choose wisely. And that's the last word. Well, that's going to wrap us up this week, Laz Nation. Thank you so much for coming back each and every week. Be sure to check us out on all the social media, Facebook and Instagram at The Laz Word, Twitter at The Laz Word Pod. And, of course, you can always email me and Billy right here, thelazword at gmail.com. And as always, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with me. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you soon.